Hey, faithful listener, grab your cup of coffee and experience the Bible in a way you never have before. P40 Ministries is a podcast that goes through the Bible cover to cover. It's an awesome narrative that focuses your mind and prepares your heart for God to speak. So join your host, Jen, for a biblical podcast that's hilarious, informative, imaginative, and fun. The P40 Ministries podcast. Listen now as we go through the book of Leviticus. Well, hello and good morning, my lovely friends and faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning into the P40 Ministries podcast this morning and continuing to tune into the P40 Ministries podcast. And I say that because I am currently going through all my old episodes that I started back in August of 2020. And I'm just like, man, like people were so dedicated to listen to me back then when I was not confident and I was I had terrible audio back in those days, and yeah, I mean, but I'm I'm thankful for everybody that's continuing to tune in, and you know, thank you so much to all my friends in Ohio that continue to tune in, and now, Alabama, thank you, Alabama, as well, for tuning in. I appreciate you guys, and of course, Texas and New Jersey continue to be some of my uh, top-listened states, as well as Ohio, of course. (laughs) But of course, it's not about really spreading the podcast. It's about spreading the gospel, which is why I'm here, which is why I started the podcast. You know, the podcast was started in August of 2020 to help people who never had listened to the Bible before to help them start having a daily routine with listening to the Bible. And I believe having a daily routine of reading the Bible is just so important. I believe it's so important for people to do. And I'm very passionate about that because one thing I like to say a lot, I believe that God is the director of our steps. In fact, it says in the Bible that he is the director of our steps. It says in the Bible that he is the way, the truth, and the life. One of the most famous verses in the Bible is, um, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. I believe that God is the foundation for everything that we do in life. And when we focus on God in all of our different aspects of life, whether it's marriage, having kids, uh, work, whatever it is, I believe he continues to direct our paths and make them straighter and straighter as we continue to um, follow along the path that we're supposed to be going. And God is a huge help when it comes to that stuff. So yes, having a daily routine with God and with the Bible listening in, understanding it, all very important steps to you uh, continuing that relationship with God and him directing your paths in your life, wherever those might lead. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about Leviticus chapter 7, verses 28 through 38. I'll be reading out of the WEB this morning. Please feel free to read out of the version you like and grab that cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, He who offers the sacrifice of his peace offerings to Yahweh shall bring his offering to Yahweh out of the sacrifice of his peace offerings. With his own hands he shall bring the offerings of Yahweh made by fire. He shall bring the fat with the breast, that the breast may be waved for a wave offering before Yahweh. The priest shall burn the fat on the altar, but the breast shall be Aaron's and his son's. 
The right thigh you shall give to the priest for a heave offering out of the sacrifices of your peace offerings. He among the sons of Aaron who offers the blood of the peace offerings and the fat shall have the right thigh for a portion. For the waved breast and the heaved thigh I have taken from the children of Israel out of the sacrifices of their peace offerings and have given them to Aaron, the priest, and to his sons as their portion forever from the children of Israel. This is the consecrated portion of Aaron and the consecrated portion of his sons out of the offerings of Yahweh made by fire in the day when he presented them to minister to Yahweh in the priest's office, which Yahweh commanded to be given them of the children of Israel in the day that he anointed them. It is their portion forever throughout their generations. This is the law of the burnt offering, the meal offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering, the consecration, and the sacrifice of peace offerings, which Yahweh commanded Moses in Mount Sinai in the day that he commanded the children of Israel to offer their offerings to Yahweh in the wilderness of Sinai. So verses 28 through 34 is God talking to Moses and kind of finishing things up. And then verses 35 through 38 is Moses writing kind of like a conclusion to um, these chapters that we have been talking about in Leviticus, which were all about sacrifices. Every single one of these chapters so far have talked about, pretty much have talked about sacrifices and everything involving sacrifices. Now, of course, we see sacrifices later on in Leviticus. I think there is another portion where we're going to talk about them a little bit and have more insight on them and more rules about them. Because, of course, as people (laughs) continue to disobey, more and more rules are added, unfortunately. But one thing that is very important to mention here in Leviticus chapter 7 is the conclusion of all of these sacrifices. And the cool thing is, if we read the book of Hebrews, and in fact, Hebrews really goes hand in hand with Leviticus. It really goes hand in hand. My brother-in-law, actually, when I told him that I was doing Leviticus, he told me, he's like, make sure you read Hebrews to go along with Leviticus. Because Hebrews shows how Jesus just fulfilled everything in the Old Testament law. Because Jesus fulfilled every single one of these sacrifices, even the grain offering. (laughs) Because Jesus was the bread of life. You know, like Jesus fulfilled every single one of these offerings we talked about. He fulfilled the burnt offering, which was the complete sacrifice. He fulfilled the grain offering. He's the bread of life. He fulfilled um, the peace offering. He gives us peace from God. You know, and we have that fellowship with him. And then he fulfilled the sin offering and even the trespass offering, which are kind of one and the same. But he fulfilled those two things because it says he became sin for us. So Jesus fulfilled everything that we have just talked about in the Old Testament law from Leviticus 1 all the way through Leviticus 7. Jesus fulfilled it all. And so, yes, it's important to go back and read this stuff and be like, How did Jesus fulfill this? Why was this stuff important? Why did somebody need to fulfill it? So yeah, this stuff is still here for us to read so that we can understand how important it was for Jesus to come, first and foremost. And secondly, to see how Jesus was able to fulfill every single one of these sacrifices. So yeah, I mean, it's just so cool how how even though we've been talking about all this stuff, we don't have to do this stuff anymore because 
Jesus was the ultimate fulfiller. And all we have to do is just basically believe in Jesus, believe that he was these sacrifices for us. And then we're covered by Jesus's grace and by God's grace. And we don't have to do the Old Testament law anymore. And so many people, you know, one of the big questions is why didn't Jesus just come from the beginning, you know, and and then the law would never have been made and then people never would have broken the law and then things would have just been good. Well, actually, when I had Jay Warner Wallace on, he wrote an entire book about why Jesus came exactly when he came. And it's called Person of Interest. And I read it and it's really fantastic and I really enjoyed it. And it was so interesting the, the amount of research that J. Warner Wallace had done as to why when Jesus had come, it was just the perfect time period for him to have come. You know, because beforehand, if Jesus, say Jesus would have came at the very beginning, we never would have understood how sinful we really were. And Paul talks about how the law showed us our sin. That was literally the point of the law was to show us that we were sinning. Because before the law, people didn't know that they were sinning. I mean, people people didn't know. God gave people the law to show them that they were literally sinners and that they needed grace. That's what they needed. They needed grace. And grace, to me, what grace means to me is God giving us mercy and blessings when we do not deserve them. When God gives mercy, that means he's just not going to punish people for their sin. Like, for example, he showed mercy to Israel when they uh, did the whole golden calf thing. But he also showed grace to Israel because not only did he destroy them, but he continued to bless them throughout their generations. So that is what grace means to me personally, is both mercy and blessing. And that's what God gives us now through Jesus. He gives us both mercy and blessings because Jesus basically paid the punishment for us. And yes, of course, that is why the Old Testament law existed was so that we could see and understand how important it was for a Messiah, for Jesus to come and to fulfill the law and to, um, you know, save us from our sins. So everything that was done was in a timely manner and perfect for us personally. So yeah, that's that's kind of how Leviticus 7 is concluded is just by how God was talking about the different offerings that we have discussed many times. But now in verses 28 through um, through 34, it talks about the peace offering, which we know that Jesus did in fact fulfill for us because we now have peace with God through Jesus. But back in these days, people had to bring their peace offerings. And the one thing that stood out to me was actually verse 29 and 30, which says that the person who offers the sacrifice of the peace offering shall bring his offering to Yahweh. This was not something that the priests were getting. You know what I mean? Like people have a tendency to think like, oh, we're serving to help the church. We're serving to, uh, you know, help this person. We're serving to do this and that. And I fall into that category. Like, for example, I'm on the worship team at my church. And sometimes when somebody can't make it, I'll fill in for them. And I'm just like, oh, I'm doing this to help out the worship team. But God is making it very clear here that when we do something, it is for him, right? When we, when these people back in those days brought these peace offerings, they weren't bringing it for the priests. They were bringing it to God 
for God is what it says. It says that uh, they shall bring his offering to Yahweh. And then in verse 30, it reiterates that it says uh, with his own hands, he shall bring the offerings of Yahweh. And even later on, it says that um, the wave offering, it would be waved before Yahweh. So all of this stuff that these people are bringing is for God. It's being brought for God. And it's God's offering. So I think one way that people got it wrong in the time of Jesus was they were doing it just to check off spirituality boxes. You know, if we do this, we're going to be more spiritual. If we do that, we're going to be in God's good graces. Well, no, I mean, the point of the offerings was to bring them to God because it was out of the heart. You know, it was out of the heart that we were supposed to be bringing these offerings. And, you know, the people just got it so wrong. And that's, of course, why we needed Jesus in the first place was because the law literally could not be accomplished by us. And that was literally the point of the law was to show us how uh, failing we really are. And so that's why Jesus came. But yeah, I mean, that's another way people got stuff wrong was just they were just checking off boxes with this stuff, doing it so that they can show other people how good they are. They can be in God's graces, quote unquote. They can, you know, do this and that and be so spiritual. But that wasn't the point of it. And that's not the point of it today. When we go to church, it's not to check off a box. And, you know, that was that was the kind of person I used to be really, really bad. I used to be the kind of person that went to church because that's how I was raised. That's how I was taught. I was doing it because I thought that was the right thing to do. I didn't do it because God wanted me to do it. I didn't do it because I wanted to be there. I didn't want to be there, actually. I'd be daydreaming. I don't think I listened to a single sermon while I was at church. I was doing it because it was an obligation that I felt I had to do. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of people are today is where I used to be, which which is they don't understand what church is for. They believe it's an obligation that they have to fulfill. And that's kind of the end of it. They do it and then they go home and then they forget about it until the next week. And yet that's that's not what church is. Church is a community. Church is a place where we lift and build each other up. Church is a place where we can get closer to God, you know, through service, through community, through the sermons, through the music. You know, it's a place where we worship God. It's not an obligation. And so that is, I think, the point here of what we're reading in verses 28 to 34 is to show us that when we do these things, it's not an obligation. It is literally for our relationship with God, which is the point of the peace offering. The peace offering was to have fellowship. It's often called the fellowship offering. It was to have fellowship and peace and a relationship with God. And anybody could bring one of these offerings, literally anybody. So that is something we can totally take away from this is that it's not an obligation to go to church. It's not just something we we do to feel better about ourselves. It is something we do because we want relationship with God. And the point of church is to have relationship That is the point of church. It is relationships, completely 100% relationships, a place to grow closer to God, to have a better relationship with God and to have a better relationship with other people, which is literally the point of this peace offering. But anyway, moving forward, it says here in verses 31 through 34, that part of this peace offering that the people would bring 
part of it would be given to the priest. And this was their inheritance, because we do find out that the priests didn't actually get an inheritance. God was their inheritance. So they didn't get land. They didn't get a piece of land like the other people, the other tribes did. They got God as their inheritance, and they were supposed to spread out among all the people and bless all the people with their relationship with God, if that makes sense. So the priests were supposed to be taken care of through uh, these peace offerings that the people would bring and this delicious meat that the priests would have to offer to God, but God was giving it back to the priests. And, you know, to me, that, that sounds more like the pastors of the church, the leaders of the church, the elders of the church, you know, we're supposed to be taking care of them. And in fact, there's a verse in the Bible later on that says that we are supposed to take care of our leaders in the church. And, you know, sometimes I've heard of preachers that don't even get paid from their churches. And I think that's kind of unfortunate. And I know that many churches just can't afford to, to pay their pastors. Like, I do understand that. But I do believe in one way or another, we are supposed to be taking care of our pastors and the pastor's wives and uh, their children and uh, the leaders and the elders. We're supposed to be a community, once again, taking care of each other, just like these Levites, these priests back in the Levitical law were supposed to be taken care of both by God and by the people through these offerings and these sacrifices. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of correlation today, in my opinion, with this peace offering and the church nowadays and just what we're supposed to be doing as a church and as a community. I think we can definitely take a lot from this nowadays. But you know, faithful listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Once again, share everything on your social media platforms. Let people know that the podcast exists. And you know, definitely go to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to build that up. I'm trying to uh, download more episodes. And I have a camera that I am buying. So what happened was (laughs) I had a cruddy little camera that I was trying to film with. And I did film a video and I told you guys about it. And I was editing it, but I'm just like, this is terrible quality. I just can't post this thing. I just can't do it. So I ended up scrapping the whole thing. And now I'm going to go buy a better camera. And I have a friend who is a photographer, and he he pointed me out to some different cameras. So yeah, I'm I'm excited, and I'm getting that camera very soon. I'm going to start that YouTube channel, I promise you guys. (laughs) But until then, definitely go over and subscribe so that you won't miss a um, episode when I finally start getting them up. And like I said, I am getting my old episodes up on YouTube. But as for the current ones, not quite yet because I really want to start um, filming things, doing special video footage for you guys maybe, and just, uh, yeah, really building up the YouTube channel. So I'll drop a link to the YouTube channel in the bio of this podcast episode. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic day. Happy listening and God bless.